Welcome to Combo Keepers, where we talk about combo characters, their history, and their impact on our lives. I'm Lance. And I'm Chris. And today, we're uh, revisiting Kamala Khan Ms. Marvel. That's right. Just a little blip into the world of Ms. Marvel, because there is a very cool Disney Plus show, live action, coming out uh, called Ms. Marvel. And we thought people might not have known that Miss Marvel was actually the fourth episode that we did, which seems like forever ago in 2020. Long time ago. But uh, we're kind of resurfacing this. So this is a repost of of the character because it um, might be something that people would want to listen to to freshen up on her comics origins and things like that. Yeah. And so this whole blurb we're doing here is obviously new, and we wanted to go over maybe talking a little bit about what our expectations for the show. We've gotten a few trailers, so we've seen the power set the way they're going to show it, which is a little different than the comic. So we're kind of going to get into our feelings of of how like the power set has changed. But uh, I want to start off with the fact that so we have Iman Vellani, who is going to be yeah. playing Kamala Khan. And legitimately everything coming out from the cast, from the crew, is everyone is just in love with this actress playing Kamala. Yeah, it's it's along the lines of the fan reaction casting to um, uh, Chochi Gomez for for America Chavez. Like they've they've done really well casting uh young females and young males for that matter but like young females in particular in some of these kind of key roles of like a young marvel superhero but but also being really true to the uh heritage of of the character like if it's you know um america chavez is is specifically you know kind of a latina uh, background and kamal khan you know kamala khan <laughs> um Am I saying that right? I want to make sure I say it right. <laughs> I always say Kamala. Yeah, because they even say it in the tra- she isn't she even says it in the trailer. She's like, oh, hey, Kamala. And she's like Kamala or something like that. I'm just like, oh, yeah. crap. Uh-huh. Um, Kamala Khan, you know, is specifically Muslim and they, they stayed true to that. I mean, it, it would have been kind of almost sacrilegious if they had changed that, uh, you know, background or something like that. But I think you you have to have uh kamala khan coming from that from that background and it looks very true like she has a family and it it talks about religion and it shows them in the mosque and it shows them you know that's a big part of her life so it looks like and i hope they don't shy away from that um in the in the story um as much as they do with the comics because it's it's such an essential part of the character too it, well, from the trailers that we've seen, it very much looks like the family is playing a major role, which is honestly one of my favorite parts of the series was her relationship with her family, that dynamic, her deciding to be a hero and how that affects her family. And and overall, it's, it's just beautiful. And one of my favorite things that we've already seen from the trailers that is also included in the comic is that thought that that premise of if you save one life, you can you save the world. And it's because an individual's worth is equivalent to that of the rest of the world. It's this, everyone is important. And it's just a very love-filled sentiment that I am so excited to see flushed out in the series. Yeah. Yeah, it it, it really looks, I mean, we can only say it looks great, you know, so many times before we see it, but it does look good. Um, And the the biggest backlash 
as you mentioned, is is the power sets have changed. Um, the people that have criticized it or, you know, fans of the series, maybe uh, have said like, well, you know, she's not she doesn't have the embiggening like her power, her uh, appendages and arms and fists and everything aren't doing the thing where they get bigger and sort of um, kind of what's the word uh, like changes the shape of her body in, in a way where it's kind of like uh, super deformed and everything like that. And, but in the, in the recent trailers and the more recent trailers, they've, they've shown that it's a, kind of that cosmic projection. She puts some sort of band on, which might have comic history with the uh, Marvel and, and somehow that's in her family and, and she, um, you know, allows it, it allows her to have these powers where she's projecting uh, bigger versions of her, you know, legs or her um, fists or something like that. And, and I think they're kind of paying homage to it without making it, okay, let's do exactly the same thing as Mr. Fantastic, <laughs> you know, like that kind of thing. Um, and I think that's a smart decision, honestly, like make it different, make it something that's cosmically tied into her hero, Captain Marvel, and make it kind of interesting to look at instead of, you know, making it, just a stretching of the skin could could come off a little bit weird. It's always been a little hard to pull off. Let's let's be honest. Yeah, that's very true. And and doing it this way gives them a little bit more variety. So I am perfectly fine with them changing the power set and how it's shown as long as it's presented well and done well. And so far in the trailers, I've enjoyed how it's looked. So definitely going to give it a chance. And like you said, the fact that Reed Richards has spoilers for those that might not have seen multiverse of madness yet. <laughs> uh, like, so we've seen Reed Richards in the MCU now. So we got to see just a little bit of his stretching ability. So like you said, having two characters come out almost the exact same time with similar power set, it's a little off. And so I, I like the idea of them changing it up just a little bit. And so we have those bracers that are giving Kamala her powers rather than the Terrigen mist, which is what gave the rest of the inhumans their power set as well. So I'm very excited to see what they do with it. Well, the other thing is it, it like part of her power set. And we've talked about we talk about this in the episode is bioluminescence. She's able to kind of create this glow. And that's very much kind of what they've turned it into. It's sort of like a, a combination of the morphogenetics and the bioluminescence. So I kind of for me, it kind of works. I mean, it, uh, the people that are criticizing it, I think, are basing it on something that they don't know everything there is to know. So. Hold off on criticism until you see the show. Hopefully the show is great <laughs> and, and we can move on and just be like, all right, you know, it's adaptation. I mean, it's it's different, but th- she's still wearing the costume and and casting looks looks good. And I'm I'm interested to see what kind of villains they bring in, if they bring in the same kind of villains from the from the show or if they bring in other, you know, kind of lower tier bad guys. And because uh, that, that that'd be kind of interesting just to see like from a teenage level is it going to be like more local jersey crime based or is mm-hmm. it going to be something that's like somebody that we've already seen moon knight did a very good job the moon knight show did a very good job of like not dipping into the mcu that we've already seen like only fleeting references here and there but mostly it was pretty self-contained and i have a feeling miss marvel is kind of going to do that too i mean we'll we'll have references to Captain Marvel and, and some other superheroes, obviously. But other than that, I, I have a feeling that it's probably just going to be I could be wrong, but I have a feeling it's going to be very like self-contained in terms of like her story. 
Right. I'm wondering if they're going to try and do a tie into or like throw in another young hero into it as well at maybe like the final yeah. episode post credit thing, just because they're clearly building towards young Avengers in the MCU, if not a yeah. show, a movie. And so I'm interested to see if somebody else shows up at some point too. Yeah. Like, like Kate Bishop or, or something mm-hmm. like that. One thing I am curious if they're going to do or not though, is have her feel like she has this crux of using the gauntlets, which give her her powers. And then later on, she doesn't have them and realizes that she herself has the power within herself like i'm i'm curious if it's going to be something more along the lines of lineage because they say that the bracers belong to i believe they say their grandmother Mm. it was like in the family something like that so i'm curious if it's just going to unlock her abilities and then she's going to be able to use them without the bracers i'm interested to see what they do with it like like that that is their way of doing the mist the terrigen mist it's just like she puts on these bracers and it kind of unlocks her ability yeah yeah, that'd be interesting. So we'll see. But yeah, we'll see. Uh, any any last thoughts before we kick it over to ourselves talking about <laughs> the full deep dive <laughs> into Kamala Khan? Kick it over to ourselves in the past. Um, uh, just two things. It, th- mostly in the episode, we talk about different comics to read. Uh, they have announced a couple of comics that are coming out for this year. Uh, Miss Marvel is going to be part of a series of one shots featuring uh, Wolverine Moon Knight and Venom, all very hot characters. And she's sort of be the uh, central character there teaming up with different characters. So that's always kind of fun to see that. And since our episode of Kamala Khan came out, uh, the Avengers video game came out for PlayStation and (laughs) was kind of not well uh, uh, received. Um, I will say that I think Kamala Khan, it was cool that she was sort of the the uh, young sort of you know character that came in and she was like okay we're sort of learning about the team through her eyes and everything um but uh it's it's too bad that the the game itself didn't didn't hit like the spider-man series or something like that as far as video game adaptations but otherwise you know um she's still out there and i think a lot of people are probably gonna like for a lot of people that is their first uh exposure to miss marvel and it might be a negative one if they didn't like the game or it felt super repetitive so knowing that if you're list if you're playing the game or you played the game and you're like eh and then you see miss marvel and you're like eh that, you know that character maybe just you know give it a chance listen to the episode see see what kind of comics like really give the comics a chance um because it does such a such a great job of telling a different story than i think most people a lot of comics readers that are let's be honest kind of white males that maybe have a little bit of a closed uh sphere of influence it's it's really important to to read this series it's been said and we say it in the episode so give it a chance uh read something new don't be afraid to read something uh, about somebody that is a little different from you Kamala Khan is just such an incredible character. We sing her praises throughout the entire episode. She is easily one of my favorite new additions to the Marvel Universe, period. Her comics are so well-written. Art is very fun. So uh, I think it's time we uh, kick it over to ourselves in the past so we can, uh, you know, sing her praises even more. Enjoy. (laughs) Take it away, us. Hey Lance, you know how Miss Marvel says embiggen whenever she changes her shape? Yeah. Well, if you were a superhero, what would your catchphrase be? Like mine as an artist would probably be like, 
Pencil time. Mine's probably to the couch. To the couch? Yeah, because I'm the best at binge watching shows. Ah, well, that is pretty powerful. Yeah, Netflix doesn't even ask me if I want to continue anymore. It just knows. Yeah, that that is uh, that is quite a superpower. Welcome to Comic Book Keepers, where we talk about comic book characters, their history, and their impact on our lives. I'm Chris. And I'm Lance. And today, we're talking about Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan. I'm excited about this. This is um, a really cool character, and uh, let's just get into it. So, Miss Marvel is a teenage superhero created by Suna Amanat, uh, G. Willow Wilson, and Adrian Alfona and Stephen Wacker. Uh, Miss Marvel is the first Muslim American superhero with her own comic book title, which is a big deal. And it's very cool that that Marvel kind of really put her in the limelight and spotlight. The character of Kamala Khan is a Pakistani American born in Jersey City who attends high school, has a small group of friends and struggles with the restrictions of her family's cultural beliefs. One night, she's exposed to a Terrigen mist, don't worry if you don't know what that is, which activates her latent inhuman powers. If you don't know what inhumans are, that's okay too. Uh, you can look it up later. She's immediately put into a situation where she realizes she can use these powers for good to help others, but she still has to balance her school and family life. Her powers, which are many, include... And this is according to uh, the Marvel fandom page. Her cells manifest mutatable properties due to the fact that she's able to shape her powers through time with different versions of herself. On a molecular level, Miss Marvel time travels whenever she uses her powers, which is kind of cool. It's not inherently obvious at first, but we're just kind of going with that. Doesn't um, make so, sense, but it sounds awesome. <laughs> it's comic physics. Her main thing is elongation. Um, she can stretch and kind of deform her body like Mr. Fantastic and make herself bigger, like to the size of a building or just a few inches tall or super paper thin. She can also change her physical appearance like Mystique look like other people. And I think even inanimate objects, right? Then she disguise herself as objects yeah, she she turns herself into a dummy. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. So it's not just people. She also has a healing factor, but it can only be used when she's in her original Kamala form. And she gets super hungry after healing. Like, I get super hangry after uh, trying to uh, do a workout. But, you know, so this I think this is like next level hangry. Yeah, she's, she's already got the teenage hunger, but now add superpower teenage hunger. Kind of a neat one is is she's uh, bioluminescent. She glows whenever she's changing, whenever she's using her morphogenic powers. She does have a couple weaknesses, including um, getting very weak after healing, after using her healing power. And um, she is weak to uh, EMP pulses, electromagnetic pulses, which weaken her elasticity. So there's a lot going on with Miss Marvel, with Kamala Khan. So to find out how this hero came into being, we're going to go... Into the archives. Like many comic book characters, their creation starts in pitch meetings. Sana Amanat was approached around 2012 
by Stephen Wacker during one of these pitch meetings. He was a senior editor at Marvel and with Sanaa also being an editor at Marvel as well. He wanted to get to know a little bit more about Sanaa's experience being a Muslim American in the United States and what that impacted, how that impacted her life. And when they started to discuss how a character could be created from these ideas, all these concepts started to flow about how Sanaa being being raised by Pakistani immigrants in New Jersey suburbs, how it was difficult for her to to grow up in a, around people that didn't understand her culture, didn't really understand her beliefs, made her feel like an outsider, among others, and really having only a close few friends. These, these concepts really sparked an idea that proved to be very powerful. And after they had this initial idea, they contacted writer G. Willow Wilson about creating this character. And upon hearing that, uh, G. Willow Wilson was very interested in helping tell a story as she was also a convert to Islam and had also been raised in New Jersey. Not much later, Willow got back to Sanaa and Wacker about this concept for a 16-year-old girl named Kamala Khan being raised in New Jersey by Pakistani-American parents. The idea would consider all those struggles that Sanaa was experiencing that Willow could also connect with. In order to really bring these ideas to life, illustrator Adrian Alfona, who you may recognize from his co-creation and art on the Runaways series for Marvel, They brought him in to really bring to life the idea of Kamala, the cultural concepts, the feel for New Jersey, making it feel like the real thing. But rather than Kamala serving as this picture-perfect representation of what a Muslim-American teenager should be, they wanted to incorporate the flaws that come with being a teenager the the struggles, the quirks, the everyday problems that may seem gigantic, but are also small or make things seem small that are actually a bigger deal. Kamala was also going to bring in this aspect of being a fangirl of this superhero world. A big part of it being that the creators obviously are within the comic book industry. It was something that they could turn to to feel strength, to be excited about. Kamala would also share those ideals. Yeah, I love the fact that she writes Avengers fan fiction and there's some like romantic fan fiction she gets into. And she like talks about, oh, you know, it's got this this many uh this many upticks on, you know, this nerd website. You know, it's 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 very funny. It's it's something that a teenage girl in this world of superheroes would actually do. The, Absolutely. My favorite thing about this writing from from Willow is how real it feels. It's very grounded. It it feels a lot like the like defenders feel a lot of like Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, where in this world of huge superheroes flying around doing these spectacular things, in in just a local area, there is a hero there trying to protect those around them, their loved ones, their friends, and just trying to do good, being your friendly neighborhood hero. 
that's exactly what Kamala represents. And it's fantastic to see just because around this time where there's so much misunderstanding about certain cultures, Kamala stood as a representation for that community to show that these are my beliefs. This is what I was raised to think. And this is how I'm going to use that to help other people. One of my favorite things reading the series was seeing how her the cultural concepts, the ideas, and, and scripture that they would read would impact her choice in order to help others. I, I'm, I'm going to butcher the concept for, for the verse, but essentially came down to if you were to kill one person, it's as if you had killed all humanity. But if you saved one person, it's as if you had saved all mankind. It's, it's those ideals that really pushed her to use her powers almost immediately after obtaining them, which I, I don't know if I would be brave enough to do that. If, if I had just developed powers, would I feel like I could immediately put them to use and be functional? Would that be something you could do? I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's interesting because, you know, the, the person that she saves in that after getting her powers is, is kind of like this super popular girl, but who is kind of made fun of her, but, and she left the popular party and then she sees that she like fell into the water and, you know, her boyfriend or whatever doesn't do anything. So it's kind of like, you're not only saving somebody, but you're saving somebody that is potentially kind of a rival. Um, but you're kind of getting over that teenage angst of like, uh, you know, but I'm, I have to do the right thing. And, and that's, that really solidifies Kamala as like, you know, a good person. She has a good, good soul, good heart, and that she's willing to even look over that kind of thing. One thing that really struck me when I was doing research for Kamala, there was an interview that Sanan does with, I believe it's uh, Marvel Entertainment where she, she's talking about um, the ideal of, of Kamala being reminiscent of Spider-Man, being like that friendly neighborhood hero. And they, she kind of flips, not really flips, but changes the Uncle Ben quote. So rather than, rather than being with great power comes great responsibility, for Kamala it's with great power comes great possibility. These, these, this idea that she went from being a fangirl writing fan fiction to then being able to really be one of those heroes that she's idolized. And it, it's true, like her powers are really expansive. You talked about how she has power similar to, I don't know how many different other heroes, like reminiscent of Mr. Fantastic and Mystique, yeah, Mystique and, 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 and she has a healing Ant-Man. factor like Wolverine <laughs> and yeah and she's Ant-Man Giant Man she's all these things put together but it all matches her main power continuing with this with this uh, interview from Marvel Entertainment Sanaa goes on to talking about wanting to create a, a hero that could break down stereotypes and perceptions of Muslim Americans within the United States, as, as well as around the world, that there might be this negative connotation to this this culture, but those those ideas are misinformed. And here is what we actually believe, and what we represent, and what we're trying to accomplish. In the series as a whole, it's it's really about Kamala trying to find herself, 
despite having all these negative stereotypes thrown at her, but despite having the like the popular girl just try and tear her down and being on this outskirt these outskirts of of this society, especially in high school, just being on the outside is difficult enough. And when you when you add a culture that's often so misrepresented in, in media that can just have a greater impact on self-esteem. So for her, it's really about overcoming these obstacles and just doing what's right. Now, Kamala makes her first cameo appearance in August 2013 in Captain Marvel issue 14. But in that issue, she's really just a bystander. You just see a an image of her. But then three issues later, in issue 17, it actually marks the end of that Captain Marvel run. And as the narrator is finishing up the story, it's talking about how uh, Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel, has really ascended to this position as Earth's mightiest Avenger and how she's beginning to inspire others around her. It shows the last few panels of that issue of... Uh, you see Kamala with her back turned to your perspective and she's staring at the logo of Captain Marvel and she does that iconic like bicep flex pose. But as soon as she flexes, she she tears her shirt because her muscle grows so big. So it's your first kind of vision of, oh, like this person has some powers. They're, they're not just like Carol Danvers isn't just inspiring your average day, everyday person. She's inspiring other potential heroes. And then we move on to kind of that heated debate that I feel like we almost talk about every issue where like, what's, what's the actual first full appearance versus a cameo versus because a lot of times it's just that discussion because people want to know which, which comic to buy or which one to try and resell for more. There's a lot of, a lot of flipper mentality that goes along with figuring out cameos. Except for Spider-Man. Spider-Man is amazing fantasy 15. <laughs> <laughs> we, got, we got that one down. For Captain Marvel issue 17, the second printing shows Kamala on the cover in her full Ms. Marvel costume. But at that time, we didn't even know like Kamala's name or anything about her. Or And so when it showed that, it's like, wait, she's in the comic. All you get is that bicep shot at the end. Now, after all of that, we have a first full appearance of Kamala as Ms. Marvel in the all-new all Marvel Now point one issue one in 2014. Not only do we learn her name, but we get to see her suited up. It's it's a really short, not not too many pages, because that issue is really about introducing a few different characters and concepts and for her, it's a very short story of her fighting a giant junk monster that's really funny. You get to see her personality, you get to see how her character will be written in the future, and you get to see her powers, which is really fun. I think we even see that particular fight in like a later storyline, like issue seven or something, where she's fighting the junk monster. And then finally, after all of that, in Ms. Marvel number one in 2014 which is written by G. Willow Wilson and art done by Adrian Alfona. We learn about the Terrigen Mist and how it unlocked those latent inhuman abilities. And earlier we mentioned a little bit about those, and there's a whole inhuman storyline. If you don't know about it, there's a Terrigen Mist that comes out, and all you really need to know is that it made a lot of people that didn't have powers have powers. 
if you ever watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the same thing happens with um, with a couple of characters on, on that show as well. Um, they kind of bring in the Terrigen Mist. And there was an inhuman show that did not last very long, but it's on Disney Plus if you want to watch it. Um, but it's it's all about this sort of kind of like a, an alternative power source than mutants because they didn't want to do anything with mutants because they didn't have the rights to it. So they were trying to make in humans this whole thing, I think, at that point. But anyway, yeah, Terrigen the, Mist. Yeah, Terrigen Mist. The... One last thing I'll say about Ms. Marvel number one is just how many print reprints it went through. So, so Chris, when, when a comic sells well, how about how many reprintings would you say it gets? Uh, three. Yeah. You know, like two, three. I mean, like I remember death of Superman in the early nineties went through like three or four printings, I think. Yeah. So around like if, if a book gets a third printing, that's like, whoa, that that book sold pretty well. Yeah. Ms. Marvel one had seven printings. Wow. That is an insane number. Says it's, something. And, and I understand why I honestly didn't uh, when this when this book originally came out, I, I didn't purchase it because I wasn't buying new issues at the time. I was really going for back stock. But I completely understand why it sold so many, not only for cultural significance or just having a great new diverse character within Marvel, but the writing is really well done. It's a fun character, a very likable character. And it's, it's something where us as, as fans of comics immediately relate to her just because she is a fan. She loves the things we love. Let's get into some details about the comic. So kind of hard facts. Uh, so her Miss Marvel, this is actually, I think, the third Miss Marvel um, that has taken up that that name uh, is Kamala Khan. And um, the setting mostly, as you said, takes place in Jersey City, New Jersey, which it, it's welcome to have like another setting besides just New York. Yeah, all, you know, the, all the villains go to New York for some reason. Yeah, so this is like Jersey City. Okay, that's interesting, and it's it feels very uh, homey. The, you know, the comic feels very like small town, even though it's a, a, a pretty big you know city. Yeah, gigantic um, city, but it it's grounded for sure. But he, but it's not New York. It's not skyscrapers and super tall buildings. Um, and she also kind of operates out of um a convenience store called the circle Q, <laughs> which her Good friend, old circle Q, uh, the circle Q is, is run by her friend, uh, Bruno. Um, and then later, uh, in, in future Kamala Khan storylines, um, when she's part of the champions, you know, she, they, um, have dealings in the Marvel or in the, uh, champions mobile bunker. And then there's other locations that they kind of touch on. But those are the kind of the main ones. As far as a job, you know, Kamala is a high school student. That's kind of her main thing. She has many affiliations uh, since her origin. She was a member of the New Avengers, the all new, all different Avengers. She was a member of the Avengers. She was part of she is an inhuman. We've kind of mentioned that she becomes a member of the champions. They kind of take up that name. 
and then also Secret Warriors. So all of these different sort of popular, well-known, famous uh, team names and, and affiliations, uh, Miss Marvel kind of has a connection to. Yeah, pretty um, much. Her- pretty much any newer team that Marvel's created as of late that incorporated any younger heroes, she was a part yeah, of. Basically, almost everybody except X Men and Fantastic Four. <laughs> <laughs> at this point her supporting characters in the comic include best friend since uh, being a kid nakia and also bruno um, her parents yusuf and muniba and her older brother amir and i mentioned the, the family because they do play a really big part in in her comic and and kind of they're not just antagonists because you know they there's some really touching moments with her family like you know, I was worried her dad was going to be very one note. And then there was one storyline where she comes home and he's like, what's the matter? You're like, you can tell me, like, just, just tell me how I can help. And, yeah, and it kind of shifts a little bit. And yeah, it was very really touching. It's a very loving, supportive environment that leads to a lot of grounding. I feel like Kamala, Kamala is grounded more than I think she is not grounded in the comic. Yeah, her brother is very devout and, you know, prays a lot. And they even mentioned that in the first issue. And the parents are like, why are you praying so much? You got to stop and eat every once in a while. And, um, you know, they, they show her going to the mosque. They show her going to, you know, the, a wedding and and, and kind of like his struggle with that, her brother's struggle. And and so it's it, it very much takes part in that culture, but it's not something that I think is uh, done in a way where it's like, you don't feel like, um, oh, I don't want to read this because it's just going to be a way of shoving this culture, you know, in your face. It's done in a way that's very organic, and it was really, it was really interesting to read. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it, yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed the aspects that where they do bring in the cultural component because it it fits right into what they're doing it affects what her decision making is it affects how she's interacting with her family what events they go to but you're right it's it's not something that's going to hit you over the head with it it's it's very subtle and it's very well done mhm there's a there's a great moment later in the run in the 2016 run where she calls in miss um Ms. Marvel. She calls in Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, for assistance. And Carol Danvers is like, listen, um, there are going to be times when, you know, years from now, 30 years from now, you're going to regret doing these little things in your regular life. So find out what's important to you. If you need somebody, some other heroes to come in and help out, like ask, you know, because you're going to, what would you rather be doing? And at at the time, like her brother's getting married and she's willing to, you know, skip it because she felt that she had to like save the city and, you know, deal with this big problem. But she was like, no, I have to, I have to go, you know, be at my brother's wedding. It's more important. So it's, it's nice to have those little kind of real world moments. It feels very Spider-Man in a lot of ways, but, but different because, it's it's you know it's culturally different it it's a it's a whole family unit and you know it's not just aunt may so i would i I like that yeah i would say it's familiar but unique yeah that's a good way to put it um so besides her family uh she has a lot of hero allies that we meet throughout the series um initially you know she kind of starts on off on her own but she kind of creates this little series of of mentors 
Um, and the first one, surprisingly, is Wolverine. He, she meets Wolverine on on a adventure and um, kind of tracking down other things. He's looking for, you know, a mutant that went lost from the Jean Grey school, and and they both have um, healing factors. So initially, Wolverine thinks that she might be a mutant, but then she mentions about the Terrigen Mist, and Wolverine's like, "Oh, I know." And then that kind of leads to. Um, interactions with the inhumans medusa and you see lockjaw the big old dog that can teleport and everything uh and who kind of hangs around on its head with a tuning fork on its head and um kind of leads lockjaw to hang around and they're very cool um like dr vinitos um who tells her about her powers i think for the first time um later in the line and then once she gets into the into the avengers spoiler but she you know becomes an avenger and she becomes an Avenger with some other younger Avengers, including Miles Morales, uh, who at the time joins, you know, is in, is in this universe. Um, he originally was in the ultimate universe, but now he's at this point, um, you know, part of the 616 universe, Marvel. And then also um, Nova, a younger Nova character. What's his real name? I think it's Sam Alexander. Yeah. So like they're all kind of young and they're like younger members of the Avengers team. And so they kind of form a close bond. And later the three of them amongst others also become um, part of the champions as well. Um, there are a lot of bad guys, but um, you know, different kind of bad guys. So the, uh, her first big antagonist is called the inventor and there's a guy named Kaboom. And then later they fight one of the inhuman sort of bad guys named lineage uh she fights the chitari she fights a <laughs> i thought this was kind of funny she fights a, a guy named discord <laughs> um so uh, there's there's some you know she fights some against villains. keyboard warriors on discord yeah exactly um so there's some there's some interesting antagonists but i think a lot of it is she just kind of fights her own um her own struggle with learning her powers because a lot of the problems that she has, she's like, Oh no, I can't do this. And she pretty early on, she has a mission she goes on and she's like, Nope, I failed. I can't do that. Like I have to figure things out and she has to regroup. And, you know, I like that the inventor storyline, you know, it, it takes a while for her to kind of get to her and or get to the inventor and, like it's not just like one issue and then haha I've defeated you it's it's there's a whole arc yeah. and there's a lot of uh, trial and error a lot of trial and error which which makes it feel really real and which I really like I I I I like that it it takes its time with taking out this seemingly small kind of villain mm-hmm. but it also takes its time you know introducing him and and uh oh and the inventor is is um a clone of Thomas Edison who has the head of a cockatiel. <laughs> so that that's a whole nother thing, but um, <laughs> this, this comic gets a little loopy, but it's, it's done in a way where it's like, okay, I I'll go with you on this. Yeah. On this it makes journey. sense in this, this setting. It makes sense within context. All right, let's go on to the pull list. Just to start with the pull list, you have to go with that first full, first full appearance. So all new Marvel now point one number one it's gonna be a fun read it's a great short story there's a whole bunch of other stories that are in it as well really thick issue it'll be a fun read no matter what but if you do find it i would just read it online keep that thing as in good condition as you possibly can that'll be probably a harder one to find but if you, you can probably find it digitally or you know somewhere as a reprint 
Next up is definitely going to be the Ms. Marvel 2014 run. So her first original solo run. Very well done. Fun writing. A lot of humor. Really cool looking abilities. The art is fantastic. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, I like that. Um, you mentioned, you know, Adrian Alfona did the art and who did Runaways, which I, I love Runaways. And I, I know we're going to talk about that at some point, but um, it feels very like his, his art feels very um, almost like a like a manga, like it's watercolory style and the line work mm-hmm. is very thin and it's very sketchy. It's not like hard edges, hard ink. Um, it's almost like penciled in. I mean, there's some panels where people have little dots for eyes and little lines from the further back. And and it kind of has this fun, cartoony, um, uh, like, like the whole comic is elastic, um, like like she is. So I, I like that it's not it, it keeps itself really loose. Um, and, and I think that that lends itself a lot to the art style. Um, Alfona's art style is really fun. Then we move on to the 2016 run of Ms. Marvel. And I believe it's the exact same team that's on this run as well. They just kind of restart from issue one and just move forward with it. Yeah, a bit of a rebrand. They they have they do try out a couple different artists uh, during this part. Um, Alfona still continues to work on it. Uh, they bring in an artist named, oh, I hope I do this okay, uh, Takeshi... Miyazawa, um, who has a really fun kind of manga influence uh, to the art. And uh, one of my favorite artists on Miss Marvel is who they bring in later is Nico Leon or Leon. Um, and th- their art um, is is really fun. It, it's got this kind of bright, vibrant style. It kind of has the same um, looseness as Alfona's art style does, but it's, uh, I think it kind of even takes it to the next level cause it makes it really, um, pop. Um, it's almost like, like makes, makes it feel younger. And I, I really like, uh, Leon's style there. Yeah. Brings like a dynamic aspect to it. Yeah. Then the final, uh, book that I have for the pull list is going to be the all new, all different Avengers run which came out in 2016. It was written by Mark Wade, and art was done by Adam Kubert, as well as Mahmoud Asrar. And just a shout out to all of these amazing creators. We are sorry if we are butchering your names, but you make fantastic content, and we just want to say thank you. But yeah, this- I, lo- I I like that there's a lot of different uh, names that we have to butcher because I look forward to all the people saying, actually, it's this. And because like we should be able to know who these names are and, and, you know, I want to be able to see them right. So, yeah, please let us know. All new, all different Avengers is really exciting just because the lineup is made up of all these different and newer characters. We have obviously Kamala Khan as Ms. Marvel. Then you have Miles Morales, Spider-Man. You have Captain America, Sam Wilson. You have Tony Stark, Iron Man. So you have the tried and true Iron Man there. But then you have Jane Foster's Thor and an emotionless vision, which I didn't know you could be more emotionless. But but that's I guess that's a thing. But this team is really exciting and new and different. You get to see how certain powers mix with each other and how 
characters that you in your mind you've you've known for years the abilities at least but now they're being used by a different character within the same universe and so it's really about how they use the powers that they have but in a different way it's just exciting it's new and fun and i i've enjoyed just getting different takes on characters because it keeps things fresh yeah and miss marvel and that um you know keeps some of the humor along with miles morales i think and uh, it's it's fun seeing her on that team because she's still clearly learning <laughs> yeah uh, how to use her powers and you have all these like you know old guard guys like vision and an iron man and sam wilson you know kind of saying no you got to do it this way and like watch what you're doing and uh, which is fun. Yeah, so that was fun. that started in 2016, and then there there has been a more recent revamp or relaunch of the of the title called Magnificent Miss Marvel, which G. Willow Wilson passed the torch over to Saladin Ahmed um, and new artist Minkyu Jung. And again, sorry if we mispronounce those names. So that's a newer series ongoing, um, and it's still going. And I, I looked briefly at it. I didn't read any of it. Um, but it, it looks really, it looked really fun. It looks like, you know, it's Kamala kind of like fully in her, she's fully in the the hero lifestyle, but I mean, she's still kind of dealing with stuff at home and, and, uh, her circle of friends has kind of evolved. And I like that the character of Bruno has become this, you know, sort of, uh, techie gadget guy, you know, like in her life. And he's, he's understands biochemistry. He's helped make her costume and everything. So yeah, I, I like her little supporting character run a lot. Yeah, they're fun. One, I I can't believe I also forgot one more character from all new different, all new, all different Avengers is the younger version of Nova, the Sam Alexander, who we mentioned a little bit earlier. But he's in there too. A lot of fun, young, dynamic characters in that series. Absolutely. Check it out. Well, we're going to take a brief little break and we'll be back in just a minute. Hey, this is Ken M. Padawan J. Coach Duffy. From the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour podcast. Every week, the ODPH is talking sports, movies, TV, comics, and more. It's always a parlay of topics on each episode. You can find the ODPH on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and wherever you find great podcasts, such as the one you're listening to right now. Don't forget to check out OchoDuroParlayHour.com, where you can find the links to all of the ODPH social media accounts, links to the bands whose music you hear each week on the show, hashtag 607 podcast info and parlay points our companion block section of the show thanks for listening to the odph now get back to your regularly scheduled podcast hey everybody we are extremely excited to announce a new segment during our issues where we will be highlighting one comics artist writer or comics collaborator per issue we're calling this our comics creator spotlight that's I don't have any special music for it, but this is our first creator uh, that we're highlighting, and it's the unbelievably talented Daniel Dahl. Daniel is an artist from Minnesota that specializes in comics-related art. His art is insanely detailed and overall just phenomenal. Uh, you can find his art on his social media accounts, which we'll put in the show notes. He is open for commissions, which you can order by DMing him on his social media accounts. And you can also order prints and even a sketchbook showing off multiple covers and commissions he's done in the past. And of course, when we have conventions again, he'll be sure to be at, I'm sure, many conventions. 
To celebrate our first comics creator spotlight, Daniel was kind enough to send us a few stellar pieces to give away. In order to have a chance at winning a free sketchbook or a print, all you have to do is follow Daniel's Twitter at Daniel S. Dahl, that's D-A-H-L, and retweet our post about the spotlight in our Twitter feed. Two winners will be chosen at random for a chance to either win the sketchbook or two prints. We'll announce the winners in our next issue. So thanks to Daniel and follow him on social media and check out his social medias as well because his work is awesome. Good luck. Hey, everybody. Uh, This is our little break time, and we want to thank you for listening and say that we love you guys and um, thank you for supporting the show. If you want to find out more and converse with us and see what we're talking about before the new episodes break and want to be more informed on announcements about the episodes, uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter at CBKCast and use the hashtag CBKCast with all of your what if ideas for each episodes and we'll be sure to respond and uh, answer any questions you might have. We also have an Instagram at CBKCast as well, where we'll post some images of upcoming uh, heroes and um, some of our favorite artwork from the artists that we're talking about. Comic Book Keepers is hosted by The Geekly Grind. Stop by The Geekly Grind for all things geeky from comics, anime, manga, board games, video games, RPGs, and more. Take a break from your weekly grind at The Geekly Grind. And don't forget to check out the composer of our theme song, Arcane Anthems. Our good friend Weston makes royalty-free music for tabletop RPGs, campaigns, streams, podcasts, and more. You can check him out at Arcane Anthems. All right, that's all of our announcements. Thanks again for listening, and let's get back to the episode. Okay, I was just normal until the Terrigen wave hit and activated the inhuman DNA I didn't even know I had. Now I can make myself kind of big or small. And big All right, let's talk about some adaptations for Miss Marvel Kamala Khan. Now, this is kind of a newer character. It's only been about what, uh, six years or so since she's come out, maybe, you know, seven years. Yeah, um, but already, seven. uh, some of the, some of the adaptations uh, that she's been part of, um, and she, and it's getting more and more prominent. Um, they've already announced probably the most, the biggest thing with Kamala Khan is they announced a uh, live action series for Disney plus, which is going to be coming out, um, alongside some of the other Disney plus series, uh, of Marvel characters. But um, I, I feel like it's leading up to, like you said, um, this is going to be part of a tie-in with the Marvel Universe because the Disney Absolutely. Plus series are, are going to be doing that. So we should see Miss Marvel somehow tie into a Phase 4, Phase, phase 5. You know, I don't know if she's going to get her own movie. I think it would be awesome if she did. But um, but but in, in a big Avengers coming together kind of thing, I think it's going to be really cool to see that character yeah i think her powers will be really interesting to see how they adapt that to the live screen yeah there's gonna be a little bit of growing pains (laughs) (laughs) trying to figure that out (laughs) but miss marvel has been adapted in a few different ways most notably in video games she's been in a ton of different marvel video games 
Marvel has made a bunch of iOS games and, and Android games like Marvel Puzzle Quest, Lego Avengers, uh, Marvel Avengers Academy, Future Fight, Contest of Champions, Pinball. You know, like she's been all these and you'll see, you know, her make an appearance and be voiced by different people. So like, yeah, that she's been in a lot of stuff. She is going to be in the upcoming 2020 Avengers game for uh, PlayStation, Xbox, um, PS5, all that stuff. Um, that's big tentpole game. Um, and she's going to be one of the featured Avengers in that game as well. So a lot of video game stuff. Um, she's also been in a couple of animated versions for Marvel. Most notably, she made her debut in Avengers Assemble, which was an animated series um, that I think was on Disney XD. And then she was also in uh, Future Avengers, which was like kind of a TV movie kind of thing. And then she was in an episode of Spider-Man, Marvel Spider-Man, and um, most recently, I think, in Marvel Rising, which um, featured like some of the sort of younger characters like um, uh, Ghost Spider, uh, Squirrel Girl was in that. Um, there was there was a couple of like kind of, I don't want to say B characters, but, you know, like up and coming characters. Squirrel, and Squirrel Girl was- took out Thanos. She, she ain't no B character. Yeah, I know. I mean, well, yeah, so not I, I didn't say big characters, but like, you know, characters that in the public eye like are kind of coming up. So, yeah. And and, and Kamala's part of that as well. We're only going to see more out of Kamala Khan. More adaptations are on their way. But um, yeah, I, I definitely enjoy I've, I've enjoyed seeing her in the video games. I've seen little snippets of, but in the, the animated stuff has been really fun, especially because they, they have fun playing with all of the powers that she has, like just the ambigans and everything like that. There, there's even like a, a small little like Marvel superheroes that, that I watch with my son. That's like the, you know, big heads and everything like that. And there's an episode where Spider-Man teams up with Miss Marvel. And I remember my son is like, who is that? <laughs> that's Miss Marvel. <laughs> and she, like, she has this gigantic hand and grabs Electro or something. And yeah. he's like, Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I know. So it's, it's it's a really she's a fun character and and she she's very appealing um so I, I can't wait to see more of her and how they how they adapt her yeah her her ability to incorporate humor is also going to be really fun to to see just because the that initial shock of whoa her hand is gigantic now can be kind of like a yeah. gross out factor and so being a teenage girl and how having that happen the first time on screen could be a really big opportunity for a big comedic moment so a lot of a lot of fun potential there (laughs) and you you left out marvel strike force in the video games oh sorry the 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 time suck of my life at this point in time yeah it's kind of well it's kind of repetitive so you know it's it's one of those it's one of those marvel games that they put out now it's time for our what if segment This segment's all about what nerds do best. We talk about our fever dream concepts for comic book characters and creations. We wanted to incorporate a little bit about Kamala's origin. So this week it's going to be place yourself in Kamala's shoes, which fits because much like her, we are fanboys of the genre and the Terrigen Mist encompasses your body. And while you're being transformed in that cocoon, you're confronted by the three most influential heroes of the Marvel Universe. We're going to stick, keep to Marvel Universe just because Ms. Marvel is part of it. So, 
Chris, what would be the three heroes that would confront you as you are transforming into this next level superhero? Oh, gosh. So we're talking about Marvel Universe heroes? Yes. Keeping it to Marvel. Okay. So if I was an Inhuman, first of all, awesome. Uh, I would want to be uh, confronted by three three heroes. Uh, one of them would be Dr. Strange because I feel like we have a kinship because we have, um, similar goatees, goatees yes. and, and graying hair on the side. And he, I love the way that Dr. Strange talks. <laughs> I just, I love that, you know, they brought that out in the films and, and yeah. just how ridiculous he sounds, but yeah. I, I love that stuff. So Dr. Strange for sure. I'm going to also go with, uh, the, T'Challa Black Panther um, because it's he's a freaking beast and and awesome and like just I, I I like you know I've always really enjoyed Black Panther as as a as a character and um, yeah I think like he would be in the Marvel universe since I can't have Batman I would say like he would be the one I'd be like <laughs> yes. uh-huh. teach teach me like he's the he's the teach me you know, teach yeah. me how you fight kind of guy. And then the last one <laughs> is, uh, is probably going to be rogue from X-Men <laughs> nice because, because it's rogue from X-Men. So, and, and I, I like her and she's got a Southern accent. Solid choices. Yeah. But she's also, she's also a formidable fighter and can fly. And if I had any flight, uh, abilities, uh, well, well, when we have a rogue episode, I will tell you why I like rogue so much. But uh, yeah, uh, I think she would she would be great um, as somebody that can like whip you into shape. Nice. Solid choices. And for you, who would be your three Marvel characters? First one is definitely going to be Peter Parker, Spider-Man, just because he's been. I knew it. Yep. It's <laughs> oh, sh- pick Spider-Man. shocker. The guy that likes Spider-Man. <laughs> the picks Spider-Man. Spider-Man episode. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, it would definitely be Spider-Man first. Be relatable. He's younger. He's struggling with everyday problems. I feel like he would be the one that would be the level-headed kind of instructor to me. Then next would probably be Hulk, (laughs) just because uh, I'm going for like a comedy theme here with my instructors. So I have Peter, who's this really intelligent um, superhero that's in control Then you have Hulk, but never going to turn into Bruce Banner. I'm never going to learn anything scientific. It's going to sure. be Hulk literally sitting next to Spider-Man. And when Peter's done, Hulk's just going to be like, and then you smash every single time, no matter what the concept. Don't like. forget to use your lats. Exactly. It's just going you to be to punch. Hit, hit things hard. That's going to be like the only lesson. And then just to add to the confusion, probably Nightcrawler just and he's just (laughs) bamping all around. Like I I imagine the most ADHD version of Nightcrawler you can possibly imagine just not wanting to listen to Peter talk. So he bamps everywhere. And then Hulk is kind of like trying to clap him, like just trying to catch him. So there's just this chaos going on in the background where Peter's trying to actually explain how to be a hero. Nice. I mean, from a mentor standpoint, I think that's good, except I think 
Hulk as a mentor, I, I don't know. I, I think that's your weak point. Um, I don't know this how is well. more just an insight into how my brain thinks versus three actually good instructors. I would pick very different people if this was like, <laughs> this was like, I, I picked, need to, I picked instructors. Like I picked like, Oh, I, I have the master of the mystic arts. Yeah. <laughs> the, mm-hmm. the most formidable hand to hand combat, you know, uh, and also king of a country. So, you know, st- uh, he's great at statistics and statistics, uh, strategist. He's a, a brilliant strategist, you know, T'Challa. And then, and Rogue, who is uh, an amazing, um, you know, member of the X Men, and and you know can take. She took on Captain Marvel, and you know, I mean, she, yeah. stole her powers. Yeah, my my mentors are more would be more of a okay. You you guys are doing great. I, I guess I'll figure this out on on my <laughs> Peter, own. Peter then. Parker and Nightcrawler. I, I'll give you that. Yeah, this is a this is a Marvel versus Capcom two you know, uh, three characters versus three characters. I would want to see who who comes out on top. Yeah, that'd be fun. (laughs) So let us know who your three Marvel characters that you would pick as mentors if you were encased in a Terrigen Mist cocoon and you had three characters from the Marvel Universe uh, that had to be your mentors. Who would they be? Let us know at CBKCast on Twitter and uh, we will, (laughs) we will, uh, we'd like to see what, what your picks are for for our what if for this week. Uh, I think it's time to close the book on Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan. Um, do we have any final thoughts, Lance? She's probably one of my favorite new characters that Marvel's come out with in the past decade. Um, her, her writing is really funny. She's immediately relatable and she's just, it's just a fun read. So if you haven't read up on Ms. Marvel yet, Go for it. Yeah, and I and I will echo that and say that she's not only one of the most fun reads, but uh, probably one of the most important uh, books to come out recently in recent years, but just because of cultural significance and and because of diversity, it's it's really great to see that you know that kind of representation, not just in a comic, but having her own title is great to see that, and I hope we see more of that. I hope we see a lot more of that in years to come. Yeah. I, I really I really hope they crush it with the live action series. That would be amazing. Me too. We will see. All right, so it's time to close the book on Miss Marvel. So until next time, this is Chris. And Lance. Reminding you to keep your friends close, but your comic books closer. Mm-hmm.